let's get started. Tonight is a little bit of a tough Gemara, so uh, hang on, <laughs> hold on tight. So we're continuing the Gemara from yesterday. The Gemara was discussing the fact that if you have one Kayin Gadol, you know, one high priest who shechts an animal, slaughters the par, slaughters the cow, that should be brought up as a carbon, as a sacrifice on Yom Kippur. And what happens is he dies before the cow actually is brought. The question is, can the second Kayin Gadol who replaces him on Yom Kippur, is he allowed to take the blood from that first cow or does he have to do an entire service all over again with another cow and then shecht that cow and then bring that blood. So Rabbi Ami had said that he has to do the entire service all over again because we do not look at the taking of the blood in and, itself, in and of itself as being the equivalent of taking an actual cow. The Torah says you need to take the cow and it's not taking the cow. So the Gemara on the top of 58, right? At Nun Amid Aleph, the Gemara says, Rabbi was the one who says that taking the blood is not sufficient and you need to start the service all over again. Rabbi asks, it says in the Torah, in this case, what we're talking about is after the animal has already been shechted, the animal has already been slaughtered, and the Torah describes it as the entire cow. The implication is that even though it's already been slaughtered, it's still considered to be called a cow. So this would imply that, as we said, that even after slaughter, it is still a cow. You have to explain that rather it doesn't mean that you should take that taking the blood is the equivalent of taking a, um, taking a cow, according to Ami. You would have to say what this means is that you have to take all of whatever is left over of the cow has to be brought out. So even though it's dead, it's still called a cow. Now the Gemara challenges it again. It says, and the bull of the chatas, chatas is the sin offering, and the seir hachatas, the egoat of the sin offering. Once again, over here, we see that even after the slaughter, it is still called a chatas, it's still called a bull, right? Everybody agrees that if you have the entire body of the bull, it just happens to be dead because you shechted it already. Of course, that is still called a bull. The question over here was, keep thinking, where was the dispute? From yesterday, bidam. When it comes to just taking the blood alone without any other part of the cow, mar savardam mar savardam One of them says that still taking the blood since the dam nefesh, the dam is considered to be the soul of the animal, as the Torah tells us again and again. Not allowed to eat blood because blood is what contains the life spirit of the animal. So it could be, according to this opinion. That just taking the blood alone, that is considered like taking the cow, because the blood is representative of the entire cow. Ravashi says, I can bring you a, a reasonable proof to the opinion that the blood alone is already called taking the cow. It's written in the Torah. With this, Aaron shall come into the Kodesh, into the holy. With a young bull. Now, is he going to walk into the holies together with a cow and holding on to its horn? That's obviously not going to happen. Rather, he is coming in with the blood of the cow. And still we call it a power. We call it a cow. Right? So we see that just the blood alone is enough to be called a cow. The Edach, the one who argues and says that blood alone is not enough and you have to have the actual cow, right? In general, to be called taking a cow in. Now, he must agree, though, that when it says that Aaron is going to go into the Kodesh, into the Holy, with a cow, it doesn't mean the actual living cow. So what does it mean? So he explains that it's more metaphorical. And what it means is, With what has Aaron become 
fit to go into the holy. With the act of shechting the par ben bakar, the young bull for a chatas offering, which was done outside of the holy, he is now permitted to go into the holy. So everybody, he could still say that when it says go into the holy with the cow, it does not mean actually going into the holy with the cow, nor does it mean actually going into the holy with the blood of the cow, which would be an indication that blood is sufficient to be called the cow. Rather, what it means is what made him fit to go into the holy was the act of shechting the carbon chatas outside. But typically, the chatas shemes Now the Gemara goes back to its original question. We had a conversation. Is another Kayin allowed to go into the Kodesh, right, with the blood of a animal that was shechted, that was slain by a, a previous Kohen who's already died? The Gemara says, you know what? I should bring a very clear proof. Of course, he's not allowed to. Why? This should be a classic example of what we call a Chatas Shemesu Balahahi. It is a Chatas offering, a sin offering, whose owner died before it was brought. What's the halacha about that type of offering? The chatas shemesu if you have a sin offering that the owners died before it was brought as, as a offering, that animal has to go to the death. That animal will not be brought as an offering. So that should clearly answer our question once and for all. If the offering that was shafted by the first kain is a chatas, and if the owner who is the kain died, then it should not be able to be brought by a second kain. Because we know that if a chatas offering, a sin offering's owner dies, that chatas offering has to go to die and not be brought as an offering. Amalei Rabban Baravada the Rabbah. So Rabban Baravada says to Rabbah, Amri Talmidach, Amar Rav Amram. So your own students have already said in the name of Rav Amram, chatas tibarvi, the carbon that is brought by the kayin gadol on Yom Kippur, the par, the, the cow, is actually considered to be a chatas tibar, a community sin offering. When we say that the sin offering's owner dies and it goes to the death, the animal goes to the death too and does not be brought an, and is not brought as an offering, that is only true when it is an individually owned animal. But on the chatas of the carbon, the sin offering of the cow and your kipper is actually considered to belong to the community and therefore it will not go to the death. It can still be brought as an offering. It's not a in a Mishnah. And this is supporting it's what it just said. Amalei Rameir. Rameir says, and you have the par, the cow of Yom Kippur, the chavite kain gadol, and the special cakes that are cooked in, that are baked in the, the pans, on your, and, uh, the flour cakes that are baked by the kain gadol. Upesach and the karban pesach, the karban yachid, all three of these cases are considered to be a karban yachid, a individual offering. Bidaycha es a Shabbos es and it pushes off Shabbos and it pushes off Tuma. So if someone is Tame, they're allowed to bring it, and even if it's Shabbos, they will be brought. Do you not see the fact that Rumeir is coming to argue on the first opinion? Does that not indicate to us that what Rumeir is arguing is that these are karban yachid, but with individual offerings? But the Tanakama, the first opinion, what it was stating is that these are karban sibar, these are communal offerings. The Gemara then responds, according to your reasoning, that which it says, Rabbi Yaakov responds back to the same person who Rameir was responding to. What does Rabbi Yaakov say? You have the parhalam davar. Parhalam davar is when the community has forgotten a certain halacha and everybody engages in a certain action that they think is permitted, but really is not permitted. When they find out their mistake, they need to bring a special offering. Okay? You have that special offering that is a communal offering. And then you have the goat that is brought up for people who accidentally worship idols. And then you have the Chagiga, the offering that is brought up by the, by the Jews when they come up to the, the, to the, on the Shalash Regalim, when they go to three, ha, three um, holidays, right? When they go to 
to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, they bring special offerings. The carbon seabird, these are communal offerings. And it does not push off, not Shabbos, not push off. Would you then say from here that the fact that they're making this statement, that this is a argument, right? There is a dispute occurring over here. Maybe Yaakov's statement is that these are considered to be carbon seabird, communal offerings. The fact that he says that they're communal offerings, is that in itself an indication that the first author of the Mishnah holds that these are yachid, that these are individual offerings and not communal offerings? That's not possible. There's no way around it. These are certainly communal offerings. So rather, what we have to say is that this conversation between Rabbi Yaakov and the Tanakhama does not hinge as to whether you determine that the status of these offerings are communal or individual. Well, if that's so, then in our mayor's world also, there's no reason to make it hinge on that, on that fact and that dispute, in which case you have no proof at all from this statement. So rather, what are they arguing about? He's coming to argue with the Tanakhama, with the first author of our mission. The Shemaya, the Ka'amar, he heard him say, Karban a communal offering pushes off Shabbos. If it's even on Shabbos, it is brought. And even if someone is Tameh, it gets pushed off for the communal offering. The Karban And the individual offering does not push off Shabbos. It does not push off Tameh, does not push off when people are impure. Amalei Rameir, Rameir responds to that. Karban Yachid, Kalolahu, right? The, when we talk about the carbon yachid, Ramirez says, one second, let, let me get this straight. Let me clarify what you're saying. Are you implying that it, this is a general principle that whenever there is an individual offering, no matter what, right? No matter what, that will not push off Shabbos and will not push off Tumah? That's not true. You have the carbon, you have a cow that is brought on Yom Kippur, the chavite kayengadol, and the special cakes of the kayengadol, upasach, and the carbon Pesach, the carbon yachid, who all these are cases of a carbon yachid, an individual offering. But Deichen is a Shabbos, and it pushes off Shabbos, and pushes off Tama. Bamalei Rabbi Yaakov, and Rabbi Yaakov responds to the first author, carbon Tzibar, Klalohu, and is that right, that your principle of stating that if it's a communal offering, it pushes off Shabbos, it pushes off Yom Tov, is that true? And pushes off Tuma? Is that true across the board? That's not true either. You have the, the goat that is brought for the sin of idolatry, the chagiga, and the offerings that are brought, the special Yom Tov offering. The carbon who those are definitely a communal offering. And they do not push off Shabbos, and they do not push off the Tumah. So rather, accept this principle as law. So both Rabbi Yaakov and Rameh are coming to express one principle. It is not at all, we do not care, is it a carbon yachad or a carbon zebra? The only thing that we care about, does it have a fixed time when it is supposed to be brought? If it has a fixed time when it's supposed to be brought, then it pushes off Shabbos and it pushes off being state of ritual impurity. Even if it's an individual offering. Any offering that does not have a fixed time for being brought, it does not push off the Shabbat and it does not push off ritual impurity. And even if it is a communal offering. So we don't care what type of offering it is. The only question in terms of individual communal, the only question that we care about is as a set time or not. It's for Abaya. Abaya now asks a question. You have a, a, the cow and the sa'ir and the goat on your kipper that it got lost. And you set aside a different one in its place. Then when you find it, the original one, you're not allowed to bring it as an offering. You have to let it die. And so too, if you have the he goats that were going to be brought as for idolatry, and they are lost. And then you set aside others in their place. All of them will die. 
Don't let them die by not feeding them, right? Rather, let them graze until they have a, a blemish, right? Until they become about a mum, right? A mum means blemish. Then you're allowed to sell them. They no longer have their holiness. And the money that you wrecked, the money that you collected for selling there, then you shall now be able to use for a carbon adava, free will offering. A communal offering is not meant to die. What do we see? So we see that the, this Tana clearly holds that the offering of the of the Kayangadal, of the high priest on Yom Kippur, of the par, of the cow, is a community offering and not an individual offering. Amalaisu said back to him, my power, which power is it that is stated in this Mishnah that is considered to be a communal offering? Which cow are we referring to? Parahelam Dabar Shaltibar. We are not referring to the cow that is brought up by the Kayakadal. Rather, we are referring to the cow that is brought up for a mistake that was done by the community. The community thought something was permitted, and it was not. <laughs> Guys, that's not going to work. It said explicitly over there, it's talking about Yom Kippur. It's not talking about the parahel and dover of the tzibur. It's not talking about the cow that's brought on behalf of the community when there was a mistake made. When it says Yom Kippur, it's referring to the ego, but not to the cow. If you have a the power of Yom Kippur, if you have the sayer of Yom Kippur, the cow of Yom Kippur, the goat of Yom Kippur, if they got lost and you set aside a different one in its place, all them die. So the machlekas over there is more clear because in the first price that we were quoting, we did not say explicitly both the cow of Yom Kippur and the goat of Yom Kippur. We said the cow and goat of Yom Kippur. So then we were able to wiggle our way out and say there's not a clear indication that the cow on Yom Kippur is a communal offering. Perhaps what it means is the cow is not the cow of Yom Kippur. The cow is the cow that is brought as an offering for when the entire community makes a mistake. And the goat is the goat of Yom Kippur. The problem is this price is explicit. The cow of Yom Kippur and the goat of Yom Kippur. So there's no window. So the Gemara says, Lo mesa. Do not read it that the, the chatas tibar, that the community sin offering is not left to die. So rather read not that the community offering is not left to die, but rather read that the, the offering that is, belongs to sacrifices is not left to die. So my nafkamina, what's the difference? Why are you saying that there's a difference? Why does Rava have this like need to say that we are not talking about a community sacrifice that is left to die, rather a partnership sacrifice not left to die? What's the point of that difference? Like this. Allah is that if the Bezdin gives a psaq, the Bezdin gives a ruling that something is permitted, the Jewish work is a ruling that something is permitted, and they made a mistake. When they find out that they made a mistake under certain circumstances, if a certain measure of the people of Kuala Yisrael recognize it had actually sinned, then there's an offering that they bring, a special offering. They don't bring the regular chathas offering, the regular sin offering, for an act on Beshogeg unintentionally, right, or thinking that it was permitted, but rather they bring a different offering. Now, if one whole tribe does the sin, they also bring an offering. But if the tribe of Levi does the sin based on the, the court's mistake, then they do not bring this offering. Why? Because the group of Kahanim, anything that is done by all the Kahanim together is not considered to be a community, but rather a partnership, right? And therefore, it has practical differences for this, this case right here. Tashma, come on here. Rabbi Lezer asked the question, 30 to 50b now. According to the one who says that the cow in Yom Kippur is considered to be an individual offering, then will it end up being able to create a substitute or not? 
So substitute is a very interesting halacha. Now, if you have an offering that is ready to be brought as an offering, and you say, you know what, I want to take that holiness from this animal and put it onto a different animal. But the Torah says it's something fascinating. The holiness will transfer to the second animal, but not to the extent that there's no holiness on the first animal. The first animal is still holy. It's just the second animal is also holy. Okay? So if the pariyom kippurim, if it's an individual offering, it can make a sub. The Gemara asks, if it's an individual offering, does it make a substitute or not? The very fact that the Gemara is asking this question elsewhere, is it able to create an individual offering? If according to the one who says that it's an individual offering, is it able to create sanctity on a substitute animal? The implication is that there are people who say that it is a communal offering. Like, that's not a proof that there are people who say communal offering. It might just mean, according to one, it's communal. I'm sorry, it is an individual offering. According to the other opinion, it is a partnership offering. But everybody agrees that it's not a communal offering. Kufa, return to the main idea that we just brought up. According to the one who says that the, the carbon of the cow on Yom Kippur is a carbon, an individual offering, is it able to create sanctity on a substitute or not? What's the Gemara asking? Do we go after the person who made it holy or do we go after the person who will be atoned for? Because if we go after the person who made it holy, there's only one person who made it holy, the Kohen Gadol, right? But if we go after the people who will achieve atonement, all of the Kohanim, all of the priests will achieve atonement through this animal. And if we go after all of them, then it should be able to render another cow holy. Because the halacha is that you can only make a substitute from an animal that is a communal offering or at the very least a shutfas offering and not um, and not a um, a individual offering. She did the Basra Then obviously the Mar says, what do you mean? Understand, of course it goes after the, the people who are going to achieve atonement for it. And therefore, it, and therefore if it's going after the people who are going to achieve atonement for it, then then it would not be possible to have forget to have a substitution. Substitution can only happen when it belongs to an individual, but not when it belongs to a community or partners. Somebody makes something holy on behalf of someone else. If he wants to redeem that object, he has to add an additional fifth. The halacha is that if you make something holy and then you want to redeem it, you have to add an additional fifth to redeem it. Now, the the one who's going to achieve atonement, he's the only person who can have a tumura, who can achieve the uh, status of creating a substitute on it. Well, if so, well then over here, how is it that you could possibly think that you can have a you can have a substitute on this power? The power is coming to achieve atonement for all of the Kohanim, all the priests. Then, of course, it should not be able to become substitute powerful, a substitute of Kedusha, of holiness, because it is indeed something that's going to be mechaper, atoned for multiple people. The Gemara continues analyzing this point. Someone wants to take truma from his own produce and on behalf of his friend. The person who took the truma from his own produce, he's the one who has the right to determine where, which kayin that truma goes to. At the end of the day, what we see is that it's obvious that we go after the people who are going to achieve atonement. So why would the Gemara possibly still ask that the, pa, the par, that the cow on Yom Kippur should be able to transfer its holiness, not transfer once again, but to have its, uh, its sanctity end up taking effect on a substitute cow. Why would I possibly think that? After all, it's going to be mechaper. It will atone for multiple individuals. This is what the Gemara is asking. Do the other Kohanim, is it the idea that they have equal sort of rights 
And the mechanically, the way it works is that when this cow is brought to atone for the Kohen Gadol, it is also being brought to atone for the rest of them as well, in which case it will be a cow that has multiple owners that will be mishaper, be atoned for, and it will not be able to transfer any holiness at all or to retain the holiness onto a different animal. If, however, we say that the Kohanim, the other priests, are some sort of incidental atonement that occurs, right? So then we might be able to make the argument that the incidental atonement is not enough to say that this is an atonement for partners, in which case it would not be able to transfer the holiness. Maybe since it's only incidental atonement, it actually is considered to be owned by one, and therefore it could transfer to the next animal. Tashma, come in here, approve. There is a stringency by a zevach. The zevach is an animal that's meant to be brought as a sacrifice. There is a stringency from an animal that is a tumura, a substitute animal. And there are stringencies in what the in what a tumura, what a substitute animal has, that is more stringent in some ways than the original animal that had the original holiness. What's the stringency by the original animal? A zevach, a, a carbon offering, it can happen to a an animal can achieve a sanctity on behalf of a community and on behalf of an individual. It pushes off Shabbos and Tomo. Right, you would be bringing it on Shabbos and Toma, at least theoretically. But it's a tumura, and it can also achieve the status of making a another animal become holy as well. What is not so when it comes to the laws of tumura? A tumura cannot make another animal a tumura. A tumura a substitute. A tumura does not push off Shabbos or Yom It's supposed to be brought as an offering, but doesn't push off Shabbos or Yom It's offering. And a tumura is not going to happen unless it is an individual offering, but not a not a communal offering. Now, what about the other way around? A tumura can take status, can take effect on even a, an animal that has a mum, that has a permanent blemish. And it will not go out to chulin in the sense of that if you redeem the tumura, if, if the animal got blemished, right? The halacha is like this. The animal gets blemished. The owner who, who consecrated initially can actually take the animal Right and redeem its value plus an additional fifth, and then the animal that it redeemed now has no more kedusha at all, no more holiness at all. You can use it as a regular animal. However, when you have a tumura, a substitute animal, if for whatever reason it can't be redeemed because it already became blemished, it can no longer be brought as a sacrifice. You can redeem it, but only to a higher level of usage. That it can only be used for eating. It cannot be used for working in the field and for shearing it. So the word now says, one second. What's the case over here? Let's get to its point. What's the case of the carbon that we're referring to that has a stringency? If you're referring to an individual offering, individual offerings do not push up the Shabbos, do not push up ritual impurity. It must be talking about a communal offering. Does communal offering ever make a substitute? No, because we said only an individual offering. So you got to cast 22. What's the case of this Zebach, of the special carbon that has both the status of animals that are able to make something else holy, which is only for individual offerings, but at the same time is also able to push off Shabbos, which is only for communal offerings. What's going on over here? Which one is it? El Alav the par. It must be referring to the, the par, the cow that is brought by the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur. And it pushes off Shabbos, and also because it has a fixed time when it has to be brought. And we mentioned earlier today that anything that has a fixed time when it, meant to be, when it is meant to be brought pushes off Shabbos and Toma. But it could still make another animal holy in its place. The carbon yachar, because ultimately it is the individual offering. Amr of Shesh says, Loi, 
The Aile Shel Aaron is not referring to the par, the cow offering, rather it is referring to the goat offering of Aaron. And the goat offering of Aaron is in this unique status where on the one hand, it's considered individual to the extent that it can make another animal holy, right? But on the other hand, it's also considered communal that it pushes off Shabbos. This makes a lot of sense. Because if you really thought the paroi that is referring to the cow that is brought on Yom Kippur, to mura the par, Shabbos v'tom makriv karva. The Gemara asks like this, is the carbon par, the cow offering that is brought by the Kain Gadol, which type of offering is it? It is a sin offering. Now, if you would have rendered that sin offering and taken its holiness and tried to put it onto another cow, we said the second cow would become holy too, and the first cow would become holy. So if you're telling me that this entire Brisa is talking about a case, Mishnah is talking about a case where you had a cow of Aaron on Yom Kippur, and you made its holiness onto another animal, well, guess what? What would happen if you took that holiness and put it onto another animal, right? Would you be able to bring that animal as an offering, right? If it wasn't Shabbos? No, you're not able to bring an offering, a chathos offering that a substitute was rendered onto another animal. That cannot be brought as an offering, whether it is Shabbos, whether it is the weekday. So why is this Mishnah saying that it cannot be brought on Shabbos? Not just not on Shabbos, it also cannot be brought if it's a weekday. So that's why we have to say it's referring to the goat and not the cow. Where says, no, not so simple. Indeed, it is referring to his cow and Yom Kippur. When we say that it can render a tmura, a substitute holy, shame tmura. It means that in general, it can render a substitute holy. It does not mean that the substitute of this animal will actually happen. Because there is no substitute of a cow offering that would be brought as ever again. It was a chathas offering, a sin offering. Sin offering substitutes are not brought. So rather, what we mean is that in general, there are specific, there is an animal, right, that is able to push off Shabbos as an original sacrifice. And it's also not this one, but other ones are able to make substitute offerings that will push off, that will be brought on the weekday. Then we can say the same thing about the, the offering. You could say that the offering also is meant to refer to not not a specific type of offering, it's a generic offering, right? So then you don't have to, you're not limited to try to say that it's referring to either the cow or the ram of Aaron on Yom Kippur. Shame Zavach Leikatani, you cannot say that that's what it means, because it will show that it cannot be referring to generic offering. Mimai, how do you know? Midiktani, because it is written. There is a stringency by the substitute. The substitute will actually take effect on even an animal that has been permanently blemished, they'll still become holy for the purposes of a tumura offering. It will not go out to the chulin to be uh, you know, made uh, mundane, right, for the sake of being sheared or to work. But if you thought that when it said zevach offering, it meant generic offering, indeed there are generic offerings that could go out, right, and could be used as a regular animal after it became mundane and deconsecrated. What is that? Turning the page down to 51a. Bechar u meiser. You have a bechar and meiser. You have the bechar, which is the first born animal. The meiser is the tenth of the, of the flock. Each tenth animal of the flock needs to go. To, it has a level of holiness, right? And it goes to the kain. The chalan al balmum That these two animals, even if it is an animal that has a permanent blemish, it still can become this level of holiness. And yet still will not become will not go out to be worked on in a regular way, right? So rather you have to say that it's not generic offering, it's specific in offering, which one he is referring to. Okay, so we're going to stop over here.
um, will continue tomorrow night, Be'ezras Hashem. But tomorrow night, um, we are starting at 9.05, okay? Tomorrow night and Wednesday night, 9.05. Uh, I think we're going to be somewhat more back on schedule in terms of my Tuesday nights that I'll, I'll have that class every other week that we'll have to start at 9.05. So tomorrow night, 9.05, Be'ezras Hashem. Take care, guys. Be well. Good night. Thank you, Rabbi. Good night, gentlemen.